Please follow us on Instagram at Masband Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Could you just introduce yourself? Um, let the people know what you do, uh, why you do it. Mm-hmm. Start from there. Um, okay, so my name is Roshni Kumar. I'm from Mumbai, India. I mostly started off to be a photographer, but then I found activism and a lot of causes that I wanted to support and use my voice and my work to do. So these days I do a multiple, um, like just a lot of things. <laughs> but um, my main agenda is activism. Of course, my photography still stays. Fashion, photography, creativity is something that's always been part of me. So that's not going anywhere but then I've also branched out to try new things um, mm-hmm. and just not keep myself in just one lane as an artist mm-hmm. but uh, yeah because sometimes I model sometimes I just do uh, design just whatever I can honestly mm-hmm. but yeah photographer activism is basically what I go by most of the time <laughs> awesome well this is exciting I can't wait to, to, to dive deep into this fruit um, fun <laughs> So before we get serious, or I try to be serious, <laughs> like yeah, it, it's debatable to be fair. Um, <laughs> if you could choose any historical figure to be mm-hmm. an imaginary friend, who would that be, and why? Honestly, this historical figure is already my friend in my head. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andy Warhol is, uh, I think, our souls are connected. So, I think he's my friend already. Yeah. But only because why I would say is because I, when I discovered Andy, was when I discovered my style of work. Because until then, I was very confused as. You know, this is not the kind of photography I want to do, but I want to have photography as my passion. This is what I want to do, but I just didn't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And even when it came to art, I was not um, into just doing what was told to me. I wanted to like really push the limit. Yeah. So when I came across Andy Warhol, uh, I've come across his work a bunch of times, but this mm-hmm. specific time in my life when. I was, I think, really lost and just trying to be like, what the fuck am I doing? Where's my work going? This is not the kind of work I want to do. And then I found um, just me looking a lot, looking at a lot of work by Andy Warhol. And since mm. then, I think my obsession with his work and just with him as a personality has, mm. like, it's more. I call it a connection. It can be debatable as obsession, whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> connection we're gonna go with connection because I understand yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah I just see a connect you know because a lot of our work I've not seen a lot of his work in the sense that I don't know every single work that Andy has done or anything like that but now um, that I look at a lot of new work that I just come across you know I'm like oh shit this is also Andy's work and then I yeah. see so much of a connect to what my work when I've not even seen this work before you know yeah. and yeah. I see I see it so similar and people uh, like I came across a picture that was very likely like my work and you know if someone saw it like on my Instagram maybe they would just think it's my picture because it's yeah. so close to what I do and everyone like my best friend also was like wait I thought you've seen 
this work of his because we thought like you know you probably got like inspiration from this and i was mm. like no i'm seeing it today mm. today's the first time <laughs> i'm seeing it and uh, i was so shook that day because i was like okay so you know there is um, generally i'm anyway like inspired by the 60s 70s 80s you know the mm-hmm. eras that i did not belong in unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> or i did and i don't know yeah but, previous <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah even my art is very connected to the pop art movement the feminist movement all of that so i think andy warhol is definitely is already my friend he's already your friend he's already your friend like i fully understand that i've got several so yeah see like this kids are with it but hey <laughs> judge not <laughs> yes so um, okay so um gosh you say you are an activist photographer mhm um to to kind of yeah uh what does that entail like um and to get into that like if we're talking about you personally how mm-hmm. do you how how do you create in, in that field um what's your what's your modus operandi what mm. would ask like how do you what's the first thing that you do um mm-hmm. and are you kind of free with it or are you very i need to be structured i think i'm definitely more free with it i don't like structured plans for anything including my own life actually mm. <laughs> i don't think it ever works out if you plan something too much it just ruins it mm-hmm. i think going with the flow is something i like doing even with a shoot for example mm-hmm. you know i plan it to an extent where you know there is i like being organized you know yeah. not um, not like a control freak of the whole situation Um so I like organizing the shoot and like putting it all together giving a mood board all of that is done mm-hmm. but I don't like getting into all the details because I I I feel like when you get on set on or you know you go to do the shoot mm-hmm. is when you your body and your mind gets that all that energy to put towards this you know project mm-hmm. and you you might just come up with um new ideas on the spot and mm-hmm. if you plan it too much you might stop yourself from trying this new idea that's mm-hmm. coming up right now mm-hmm. so i plan it only till an extent that i know i want to do this this and this and then i'm like okay stop um the rest you can you know go with the flow and see because now there's already a plan so worst comes if i don't come up with any better ideas i already have this idea mm-hmm. but i i usually go on set and just go with the flow with whatever's coming to me that day and just just push it on the day of the shoot itself i don't like pre planning mm-hmm. over the limit yeah yeah i like that it sometimes it's needed like you when you're saying you you have to have your mood board you have to have you know your inspirational yeah. um uh, information yeah. but you kind of have to have a, a a full stop to that and let yeah. your creativity actually take hold Yeah, um, because the creativity cannot have bounds to it, and if you put a bound to it before you even start the creativity, you're going to not be able to go past that. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I don't want to create that bound in my head already. Like you know, I have everything. Okay, this, this, and this is done, and then the mood board is is as detailed as it can be to the sense that everyone's understanding what they have to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't want it to be so precise that no one like. it feels like no one has the freedom to maybe 
go beyond the limit and create something different if they want to you yeah. know like um, even with makeup or like dressing or whatever so that's why i keep that little open cuz i've seen how it's not worked for me before actually mm-hmm. like i've i've mm-hmm. done the excessive planning mm-hmm. and it didn't uh, fully work for me so i think that's when i was like this is this is not the kind of artist i am i need yeah. to stop yeah okay yeah like um so talking about you know when you have you when you have dabbled in excessive planning um mm-hmm. did you always did like I know you said when you saw Andy's work that's when you're like oh my gosh like this is my actual um you yeah. know my like this is my work this is how I work like the pop art yeah. and the and the and then the feminist movement and everything else have you yes. always been that way inclined and is the artist that you are now the creator mm-hmm. that you are now is that somebody that you've always wanted to be or like can you tell us a moment where you were like wait a minute by god i've got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um, like i think subconsciously i did always so i've been into art forever like i've always done art i've gone to art classes before when i was young i took arts in school because on as much as i was a great student i was good at acam- academics and stuff but i just it was just after a point it was like i'm just reading and reading and reading mm-hmm. you know where's where's the fun where's the creativity to this mm-hmm. so my art was always there i always did draw and stuff but you know i didn't um, i think subconsciously was when i knew i was meant to be an artist but you mm-hmm. know i think in the kind of environment you are in the kind of society you are in the kind of like school you are in everything really depends because then you're conditioned in different ways yeah so i wasn't ever um, told that i can d- push you know the boundaries or like you know they no one just gave me paint and they were like do whatever the fuck you want you know they mm-hmm. i was told to do what was given to me mm-hmm. and that's what i always did and that's not the kind of art i enjoyed to be mm-hmm. honest mm-hmm. so i just knew i liked art and i was just like this is not the kind of art i like though so you know what what's going to happen Mm-hmm. Um so I was very unclear with actually my you know, consciously very unclear of what I'm doing with like in general because I didn't think um as a still life artist I had enough skill because that that requires a lot of patience and mm-hmm. you know just to sit and look at an object and get every single detail right that's not something I can do mm-hmm. too much Mm. Um I like just exploring different you know just I don't know if I see an apple I'm probably going to make it like polka dotted or something I can't I can't create how an apple really looks mm-hmm. but I think the lack of that uh, approach really made me dislike art after a point in the sense like I was like oh so maybe art is not my thing also then you know what is it because I don't like studying I don't like art then what am I going to do in life yeah um but uh very recently i realized so when my mom was telling me how i've been clicking pictures since i was 3 4 years old and it's yeah. something i've always liked doing and all of um like me my mom and we're, we're a tiny family so me mom and dad when we used to live together we i there's several pictures of them so they were like who do you think took these pictures it was you and they look um, they look very well taken uh, honestly i was quite shocked that was me because i just assumed there was someone else who took yeah. the picture Uh-huh. but they were all me and i used to even make my mom pose and stuff in between and you know kind of do looks for her and yeah. stuff like that so i think unconsciously i did know but you know at that point i didn't even know photography was a thing so mm-hmm. i would have never really even thought of the idea like oh let me let me 
maybe try more of doing this or whatever Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically, when I was in the ninth grade, I fell ill. I had uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma slash yeah. bone cancer, oh and when gosh. I yeah, it was um, it was out of the blue and stuff, so it was quite shocking for all of us, especially mm-hmm. my family. Mm-hmm. But uh, after it was honestly, um, I whenever I say it out loud, I know people really get shocked and sad about it. But it's mm. some, it's literally what saved my life in many different ways, not just physically. Yeah. It made me. It made me the person I am today. So I'm, I'm quite like it's like a blessing. Honestly, I feel like everyone has to go through some shit to for them to wake up. And this yeah. was my waking up. Uh-huh. Um, that's when I started really living my life like this. And literally after I came out of the hospital was when I started pursuing photography because I was just you know I got a phone that had a really good camera then and. Mm-hmm. I used to click all these pictures and take it very seriously you know I was not clicking it like how normally anyone with a camera phone was clicking and then I look back on it I used to edit them and I I really you know saw that I'm onto something and mm-hmm. I do have some kind of skill if not like any mm-hmm. and that's when I got a camera and then you know I've just uh, I've just I knew after like a few months into that that photography is my thing and I should stick to it Oh wow Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Congratulations on, you know, beating cancer. Like thank you. You are a shiva. You're 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 a, you're a super superhuman. Like congratulations. <laughs> like honestly. Um thank you. Yeah, I get to talk to you, which is unbelievable. Um <laughs> and I love that. I love how you 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 started as a kid and like unknowingly you kind of, you know, Yeah. You were just having fun, which is just like the beauty of creativity. Usually people don't actually think of themselves as doing something creative and you are actually. Yeah. Being very creative. Um yeah. So, how would we say um Ross gets her inspiration for her work? Um you know, if inspiration is everything, if that's if that is a theory somebody, you know, yeah. by. Yeah. Um where would you kind of you know after your 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 illness and you've now mm-hmm. come to and you you've realized actually you know this life is worth pursuing what i want to do mm-hmm. where can you go to then you know really get a hold of your style other than yeah. warhol yeah so that's when so right when i started i didn't have any idea about anything um mm-hmm. even with photographers I didn't even know any photographers, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not like I just knew people around me who did photography, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know anyone to like be like okay, I'm going to look up to this person's work or that person's work. Mm-hmm. So I what I did was I just experimented on my own, which I kind of liked because I was trying to experiment my own kind of shit, like you know, mm-hmm. just uh see what I liked. And I didn't like nature and stuff as much because again, that was the same as me doing art like, you know, looking at something and just taking a picture of it as it is. Yeah. I wanted to be able to do more to it. I wanted to be a little more in control of things I can do so I can make it look a little more me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized fashion was it. Like I like fashion and people. Mm-hmm. So at that point um I used to just take all my close friends and mm-hmm. you know I, I was still in school. I I was in 11th or 12th grade and I had to I was still finishing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um we used to just kind of um 
go go around like wherever we lived and did shoots you know we did a whole i used to like um help in styling and they used to give in inputs we used to do the whole makeup thing and just do a lot of shoots and um it turned out really good cuz that's when people started like you know noticing i'm doing this and mm-hmm. then someone pushed me to like do a put out a photo a photography page on facebook cuz that's when page these pages things had started mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and once i did that i used to post there so it was like i was motivated to create more as well mm-hmm. but um I was still very skeptical if this is even like a thing if my work is good I didn't know any of it because I was self teaching myself everything at this <laughs> point um and ed- of course I had to start learning how to edit so I started teaching myself photoshop and all mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. uh but uh, even until then I just did, I just knew I like people and fashion and creative stuff but I did not have a style it was just you know I was just trying different things mm-hmm. as and when it came to me It was only later on in life when I I actually after my 12th I started a college and I wanted to make sure that my college has uh photography involved in it cuz now I knew that that's my thing wow. right I didn't want to stop so um except like you know even though we had photography there was a bunch of other things in it like there was design and this and that Um I just realized I'm not learning more in photography because I was self teaching myself and then mm-hmm. even going to college that had a subject of photography I was not learning anything more mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I kind of dropped out after one year because I was like I don't understand why I'm learning these other things that I'm not interested in learning at the moment um only thing good was that I learned a bit of design which has helped me with my aesthetic mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the rest of what was being taught I was just not like it was just not my um cup of tea then so I I told my parents you know I don't think I can do this and I want to do photography so can we just figure something on those lines because I wanted to learn photography now where I can get all the um help that I need with say lighting and stuff if mm-hmm. that's not something I can just learn off the internet yeah um and get to know you know the technicals i just wanted to get better at the technicals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah, i dropped out of college and then i joined a few months later i joined a photography college in mm-hmm. another city mm-hmm. in india um which uh, was just a diploma it was not a degree or anything but it had exactly what i needed i wanted mm-hmm. to learn and just focus on photography mm-hmm. so after only at the end of that course was when i figured out my style so the whole um the andy warhol instance that i told you was mm-hmm. at the end of that course when i had to do a final project mm-hmm. and by then i had gotten sick of not figuring out why i'm not uh, so confused with my style and then suddenly I, at the end of it we had to do a bunch of shoots and i was like you know what fuck it i'm not going to do all of these basic shoots that i'm told to do all the time i'm mm-hmm. just going to push it and try everything possible mm-hmm. so i took uh, inspirations from david lachapelle and andy warhol and artists like this who i just discovered and i i saw them push the limit i saw them do exactly what they want and actually be appreciated for it mm-hmm. So I was like if they can do it I can do it. You so I'm just going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the key to life. Like to be fair, if somebody else has done it, you can do it as well. You just have to learn. Yeah. And like, I just needed that, you know. I just needed to be shown that in a way. Yeah. Not even told that you can just do whatever you think is right mm-hmm. and you can be really good at it and you will be appreciated. Exactly. I mean if people yeah. can go up into the moon I mean. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we can learn how to 
to take um, a great photography which your photography is unbelievable and so are your filters by the way i downloaded one of your filters on instagram i was like oh oh child i'm gonna be having fun with this yes (laughs) but like um let's talk about your your um genre shall i say of photography Mm -hmm. which i'm very interested in like um, Mm. activism and in photography yeah usually when somebody says that i'm expecting to see black and white pictures of somebody in the front lines at a protest Mm. or like you know the pictures that when you when you're doing um history like when i did um history of fashion it's Mm -hmm. like the woman burning the bra and it's like angry that's what i see in my head when i hear activism next to photography um how would you define your your um version of this genre so um same around 2015 when i had to do a final project was mm-hmm. when i decided to also do a nude self portrait of myself mm-hmm. um for someone who's uh, been through body image issues since i was like 7 that was a huge step for me because i was like i think i'm finally ready to get over this bullshit and mm-hmm. like tell everyone to fuck it cuz i'm okay with my body mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be perfect you know mm-hmm. and i had already started the journey as i left the hospital but it's obviously takes a while for you to actually you know yeah. get to, get to the place so this is when i was like i need to do this shoot and i want to do it i'm very i'm feeling more confident than i was a few years back and i think i can do it so i just did a black and white nice you know a portrait like thing with um, with just highlighting all my so called flaws you know like stretch marks and cellulite and surgery masks and everything that you know and before i used to um a few years back i would look at and just you know, cringe at you know and mm-hmm. just dislike what i was seeing and always complain that you know my body is disgusting mm-hmm. but i was slowly starting to really embrace this because i saw how all of that really just showed how strong i was how strong my body was and how much we're growing mm-hmm. so i did that and then um once i did it i was like okay i have to put it somewhere because me taking these pictures and keeping it for myself doesn't make any sense because i wanted to put it out there and be fearless about it you yeah. know yeah so i facebook was only then cuz i don't think i even used instagram then that much mm-hmm. um or it was more like a private uh, filled with my face only kind of thing yeah <laughs> selfies but uh, yeah just a bunch of selfies i'm pretty sure that's all that was there mm-hmm. um so i put it up on facebook and you know i was a bit like oh my god okay naked me is that it was not actually naked compared to what i put up now it was hardly anything but uh, <laughs> obviously obviously then everyone would have it was not something people did then and you know even my mom was all skeptical and she was like are you sure people will misuse your pictures blah 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 mm-hmm. i was like mom fuck it i have to do this let's just you know i, I just <laughs> just got to do this yeah and i received a lot of great uh, comments i don't think i received even i don't remember any negative comments mm-hmm. so i guess i got very few or none yeah um but basically i got the feedback of like you know it was really refreshing to see a real body and mm-hmm. show real skin and real everything mm-hmm. it kind of made the people feel better about themselves you yeah. know and that's when i was like holy shit are you serious because if this this 
picture of me helped you that's fucking brilliant mm-hmm. and i want to do more of this mm-hmm. so that's when i started doing more um, i stopped basically doing any so in college in photography college you're taught how to edit and you know photoshop some skin and you know photoshop bodies all of that mm-hmm. i was never interested in photoshop even before in the sense like photoshopping bodies i use photoshop for other reasons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i'd stopped um, this especially made me realize that uh, as someone who's been through body image issues as someone who's seeing other people suffer from them and Um I'm on my own journey of you know getting into body positivity. Mm-hmm. I need to stop doing all of this so that my work is also always um activism in its own way. You know, so I I stop doing any type of edits and you know the people who are there in the in the frame is how they are. I'm never going to edit them if, mm-hmm. because then just get another person if you don't like this person's exactly. look for some reason. you know so i just uh, i stopped doing all those edits and i started doing specific shoots for body positivity and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but now what i do is uh, basically how i would describe my activism is that since then till now i think all my shoots are in in a protest on their own because you know i don't like um, every shoot represents something obviously and different okay. subjects and stuff mm-hmm. but something stayed true to what i stand up for like mm-hmm. i'm obviously a huge feminist and i stand up for body positivity and mm-hmm. just accepting of all bodies um etc so all of my shoots in a way will have all of that in even now like even if you open a random shoot you will not see um how like a fashion shoot is supposed to be but it'll still be editorial it'll still be fashion but mm-hmm. there'll be no body edits the skin's not going to be perfect it's going to be real and badass and you know the models might not be always just the uh, stereotypical standard of beauty mm-hmm. um sometimes half my mod- so called you know muses i would say are not actual models anyway like all of them mm-hmm. um so yeah i just uh, i just wanted to uh use my work as um to stand up for these things that I'm talking about and yeah. also make sure that whatever I'm you know talking about coincides with my work because if I'm talking about body positivity and then I'm photoshopping my work it doesn't make any sense yeah you know because then it's this literally the opposite of what I'm saying yeah Okay. So I made sure I kept that and I don't do commercial work also because of that because mm-hmm. commercial work in India includes a lot of um forget like uh, just retouching but you know they it includes a lot of racism it includes okay. a lot of other things that I firmly am against and I don't mm-hmm. want to work with um uh, anyone who wants you know just to abide by these standards of beauty and just make everyone else feel like shit yeah you know um that's what it's it that's what needs to change and i need to be part of that change otherwise there's no point in me standing up for this shit 100% um my sister always says for change to happen um culture and yeah what in um creative culture needs to show what exactly do. so when you exactly. go yeah when you go to the museums the paintings that you see the sculptures yeah. that you see the photography that you see the tv shows that you watch you need representation yeah. so that exactly the future knows it's okay to have stretch marks it's okay to have a fupa <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know with, with current situations when we're all just sitting in our house it's okay it's 
no one looks like that you know? no, one, no looks. one looks like that not even not even like i don't know the kardashians you yeah. know they themselves don't look like that you know on so, an average day yeah <laughs> yeah so why the fuck are we trying to promote a standard that doesn't even exist exactly you know at least if it existed it made some sense but mm-hmm. it doesn't even exist exactly so as someone who's you know been through always hating myself because i saw all of these you know this was one of my influence i always saw skinny bodies mm-hmm. you know skinny bodies was the only standard that existed then there was not even curvy right there was only skinny because mm-hmm. again body image is also a trend it changes according to times yeah. so that itself should be proof that there's no fucking standard if it can keep changing exactly but still for me it was like i have to be skinny or my life is worthless i'm worthless i'm an ugly piece of shit that's mm-hmm. literally what i used to think all the time of me with the Um, a bunch of other people in school and we were also bullied for not looking like that mm-hmm. so you know i think uh, if it's causing this many issues we do need to change and it's 2020 i mean come on exactly exactly like at the end of the day it's it's yeah you're right it's 2020 and there's so many we different need to shapes. evolve yeah so yeah. many different shapes so many different hair types there's so many the world is different you know yeah. from from east to west south to north it's all different yeah. and we should just all just embrace it and just be so proud of who we are where we come from and thank you for for you know being a voice for that actually thank you so much thank you yeah we know need- i'm actually i would for me itself it's you know i wish i had more um like you said representation and mm. also someone telling me these things younger you know because mm-hmm. then i wouldn't have wasted years hating myself mm-hmm. you know and and hate is a strong word but that is what was going on i hated myself mm-hmm. and i know a bunch of other people um with me hated themselves too and a lot of people today also hate themselves because of the same issue mm-hmm. so it's really not changed uh, from you know from when 2000s to it's 2020 that's 20 years mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's not changed much if people are still hating themselves and we're promoting that hate over and over again. Mm. So it's not needed. I don't see why we need to promote people to hate themselves. Just uh, let them be who they are and you can sell your products but sell it more um ethically, you know? Yeah. Sell it with more ethical marketing. You don't have to put people down to sell your product. Exactly. Exactly. Cuz it's doable. It's absolutely yeah. doable. It's so very doable. I don't understand why people don't. And I and I guess it's because, you know, the image of self is always from yeah. I, like the other time when I um, I was like the image of self is always it's never from self. That makes yeah, sense. it's a generalized self. Yeah. It's the image of self through another lens, through the lens yeah. of something else. So you yeah. So if that lens is setting these standards, why? Yeah. Why? and why i think it also evolve? has to do with a lot of our culture and conditioning because india has not evolved with a lot of things and mm-hmm. it uh, it's a struggle for people like me and you know a lot of other creatives mm-hmm. and just you know people who are open minded in this uh, country to mm-hmm. see um, our society be so backward with uh, mm-hmm. so many things mm-hmm. you know it's 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 actually a struggle especially right now in 2020 
where we thought things would get better it's only getting worse mm. and where it's a struggle for us so it it does directly represent a culture as well mm. and you know our culture has conditioned us you know these rules as to how someone should be and how someone should look and dark skin is bad and mm. fat is bad and you know all of that has been conditioned to us as mm. children you know and and our families have also been preconditioned through their uh, families but it's it's come to a point where you know you can unlearn these things you can learn new things and you can change your perspective mm. Mm. because if people who are younger like me and a lot of my friends and stuff are seeing that i'm mm. pretty sure everyone else can do it also yeah it's just you know being ignorant or like you know just getting out of your comfort zone that scares people mm. all of that are fair very fair um, you know reasons mm-hmm. but at this point i think it's just the limit you know you need to do it yeah you need to yeah people need to do it okay yeah. so let's talk about um how you how you work like you mm-hmm. spoke about you do shoots um fashion related shoots and mm-hmm. you know you you your you taught yourself a lot which is amazing you 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 yeah you self taught to a degree <laughs> mostly yeah yeah mostly um <laughs> so currently do you have a team um and is is is, is it is it necessary if you if you are looking to have a team to have people that are you orientated mm. you know everybody's on a vibe it's like yeah. and if, and how how do you navigate um your create, like you, you spoke earlier about how your mood board has to kind of be understandable to everybody else yeah you, know? you can't yeah. have like all these random images that make sense to you but like you know so as maybe the, the head of the team Mm-hmm. How, how do you kind of you know delegate how do you choose who's on your team um mm-hmm. it's necessary to have a team sometimes sometimes you know you just like that's me in the model okay. yeah yeah go 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 get yourself a coffee it's cool <laughs> <laughs> like yeah how does um how do you how do you do all of that so i don't have a permanent team as such only this year i've got like a friend who's managing me and we're trying to figure out different areas of how mm-hmm. we can do I've never really had a team per se because um um what I kind of do is very different from a lot of other artists in mm-hmm. say Bombay because I moved to Bombay to um I knew the creativity was better here than uh, where I originally am from which is Bangalore mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to get the kind of work I want to do and they themselves uh, weren't too uh, you know in sync with my work they thought it's like too editorial or too creative Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so I came here with that notion but even for a place like Bombay like I do very different kind of work cuz I um experimenting as an artist and I don't want to ever stop mm-hmm. and also like my approach to things are just the way it is cuz you know once I once I discovered that you know I could do that after mm-hmm. coming uh, and seeing all these other artists um that could do it I mm-hmm. was not going to stop mm-hmm. So my way of approaching photography and art is very different from a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. So um for me to have a team and stuff it's um it didn't seem it didn't seem as um, I don't know viable at that point and I'm also like a freelance artist here and you know in India being a freelance artist is already stressful because there are mm-hmm. no laws that bind anything. Yeah. So um just figuring out you know how to 
navigate such a big city and figure out how to get your own like space in it is what mm-hmm. i was trying to do but in in those early days and even now a lot i do shoot a lot of one on ones you know where i just shoot with like one or two people and i don't need a team mm-hmm. but like a recent shoot where i did i where i planned like a big big kind of shoot where it needs a lot more uh, people on board mm-hmm. um they then i put together a team of people who really get my work you mm-hmm. know because i don't work in the same way as other photographers as well like i said i go with the flow a lot my mm-hmm. my mood boards are uh, specific but not too specific mm-hmm. i'm also going to encourage the people on my team to also experiment you know i don't want to put anyone in a box not even them Mm-hmm. So um it's a lot of it's more like a fun day you know my mm-hmm. shoots are always just a fun day like we we have music we have food sometimes alcohol whatever like it's a party honestly like i have the most fun on my shoots because i come back very satisfied because i've done these you know i've executed this amazing shoot but also had so much fun um mm-hmm. possibly with people that i always work with or new people whatever like you know i think a successful shoot is when you also have fun it can't be stressful and like you know when you're yeah. like really uh worried about something and stuff like that so when the when that's needed i put together a team of people who really get my work like who yeah. understand that okay this bitch works differently but we like it yeah <laughs> i love that yeah <laughs> okay um so when you are doing um a shoot that's let's say based on yeah let's just stick to it um body positivity mm-hmm. how do you then make your 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 subject your 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 muse as you call mm-hmm. them um mm-hmm. comfortable how do you connect with them and do you have any like little gems you can give maybe somebody who's who could be listening mm-hmm. um or will be listening um to kind of you know ease the sub, the the the, the muse so that it resonates in yeah. the final project you know sometimes you can see that that person is comfortable like, yeah blink if you need help <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah that's a good point you brought up so um, i forgot to mention that actually but one thing that's very important to me in all my shoots body positive or otherwise mm-hmm. i need to a connect with whoever's in front of me in whatever way it doesn't matter if we're connecting on one song or like whatever it is mm-hmm. also i need the person to be very comfortable if um and you usually what i do is before a shoot or whatever if, if it's a new person i do end up just chatting with them because you know even if this is a even if this is a professional model she has you know likes dislikes she she likes a few things she does this she does that mm-hmm. i want to know more about her before i just get on set and you know start shooting 100% so yeah. i think um, the that's the main important thing just connect with the person on whatever you can it might just be something that you saw today or music or just the kind of your fashion whatever you know just connect mm-hmm. on something so that the person in front of your camera is mm-hmm. also connecting back to you and then honestly your pictures look better because otherwise it's going to look like this person is uncomfortable yeah you know and it shows because i've been in a lot of shoots where i've not been comfortable and the pictures look horrible mm-hmm. and um on shoots where i'm fully comfortable with whoever's you know behind the camera i um, I think I look great in it and I look so mm-hmm. comfortable and in my zone. 
So especially with body positivity shoots, so I start. I have the series called Bear that I started. I think two years back, mm-hmm. where I wanted to just do an ode to human bodies, where we just I shoot a bunch of different people. Yeah. Um, not trying to keep in mind that I have to cover every body type, but just shoot a different bunch of people. Yeah. Um, in whatever way, like their you know skin is different, colors different, shape is different, whatever. Yeah. But to me, these are all different body types that we are. We're all going to appreciate because I wanted to show that you know you can be any shape, size, color, whatever. Every body is beautiful, and we yeah. just don't see it. Yeah. You know, like everything that goes from like even a stretch mark to um, even a scar is very beautiful if we pay attention to it. You know, this is on your body, and it's like a tattoo almost. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and then um, in that, basically, it, it's ha- the more of the flaws <laughs> are highlighted. Yeah. Um, I've shot it in a way where it's highlighting. It's very raw, and you know, there's no like uh, obviously no editing, but like you know, the the pictures itself look very raw because the skin texture is standing out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, everyone uh, did like. Really liked because I was also not like I was just doing it because this idea came to me and I I just thought I should do it. So the second second round when um, you know I did that the next year I invited random people for it from the internet mm-hmm. uh, through my Instagram and stuff. So I made people apply and I think uh, about ten fifteen of them that I didn't know at all and never met before came for the shoot mm-hmm. for a shoot they were going to be practically naked in. Wow! So, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, because um, the whole point of bear is that I need skin to show. You can choose what skin you want me to shoot, mm-hmm. but the point of the shoot is to have as less clothing as possible. You can wear clothes; that's not an issue. Yeah, but I just needed to. I need to show skin because that's the whole point of this um shoot. Mm-hmm. So they knew of that. Obviously, they've seen my. They've seen the work and. Um, I also asked them questions like why they're applying and stuff, and many of them said the same thing that we want to, you know, kind of break free of our own insecurities, and this seems like a way to get uh, comfortable with ourselves and stuff, which I loved because that's why I was doing the series. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them came, and honestly, I've never. I never anticipated that it would be so easy to um, connect with uh, people I'd never met and shoot them just in like underwear. And uh, no one was uncomfortable, not even um, them. And I think the, the easiest way to do that is just connect with the person as they come in, speak to them, talk about stuff, play music, and like I said, my shoots are always fun because you know it's it's for me. It's like this is my work, and this is I you know I need to make it a nice party for myself. Yeah. So, you know the other person you know also enjoys there's a lot of like talking and just you know having a conversation asking them about stuff you know just chatting with whatever playing music dancing whatever they want to do you know if they want to smoke they want to drink they're more than welcome to do any of it that's okay yeah but i think just connecting them with them really helps because the pictures turn out so well and you honestly cannot tell that half the people in that series are people i don't know nice I, yeah, and I've done more series like that after that, where mm-hmm. you know I just met people on the day of the shoot, all of them, and we did a whole campaign for a body positive underwear brand. Nice, I love that. I yeah, mean, I, 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 I fully like um, resonate with that whole just talking to strangers because doing this is is literally like you, you are trusting me 
yeah. in you know delivering your voice in the best way possible which exactly. that, that is all I'm about I'm all about giving the artist their, their spot to yeah. shine so yeah. the fact that you do that with something so personal as you know the naked body which listen when I'm in the shower I'm looking at myself like how have you let yourself go <laughs> but like when I when I saw your work, I was like, this person is like literally just saying, you know what, fuck it, embrace yeah, it. Yeah, it's embrace okay. It. That's you what know? people don't realize. I feel like all of us, and even I, for the longest time, my whole life was surrounded around looking perfect, my weight, and like hmm. looking fit, and getting this, and my. And after a point, it's exhausting, right? All of us get mm. exhausted. You know, you don't want to keep being disappointed with yourself every day. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what are you going to do? But there's a very easy solution. You just say fuck it. Yeah. As long as, as long as you're not having any health issues because yeah. of your body weight or anything. Yeah. You don't need to get. You don't need to look perfect. You know, no. you can actually be okay with how you're looking and. If you do choose to get fit, if you want to get fit, if you want to get like say abs or you know tighter arms or whatever, do it. There are healthy yeah. ways to do it. But don't waste your life every single day just looking in the mirror and always you know being like this is not right, that is not right. I've yeah. not reached this, I've not reached that. It's mm. so unhealthy because I mean, our life's already short. You shouldn't be spending it every day being disappointed, you know, in yourself. <laughs> because of someone else's doing you know yeah. we have created this bullshit toxic cycle yeah. and because of that um everyone ends up feeling bad every day so all we need to do is break the cycle you know do what you have to uh to be fit it's good to be fit anyway getting exercise is good for you mm-hmm. so if you just start a healthy lifestyle i'm pretty sure like you know having any body type as long as you're healthy is completely fine like people don't realize that yeah Yeah, honestly, like people don't people don't get it. Like just be healthy. Like you can yeah. like you said, you can you can be like I think it's Lizzo mm. who posted on her yes. uh, IG or or TikTok on somewhere where she was exercising and the amount of backlash that she yeah. gets on her way to learn and it's like she is proud of her curves. But she's not unhealthy. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. She's not. You're there, you know. You're probably, you know, the the ideal weight for I don't know a, a runway in Paris. But are you healthy? Are you actually? Yeah. But that's a, that is again, you know, the the I get so irritated because of that same thing. Because people mm. see bigger bodies and they think they're automatically unhealthy. Like mm. who the fuck told you that? Like that doesn't make any sense. Bodies yeah. are built in different ways. You might just have a bone structure that requires you to be bigger. Yeah. And you might just be very healthy. And a lot of people, including people who look obese, are uh, healthy. you yeah. know they are healthy they're in perfect shape so yeah. if they do want to lose weight they can but mm. they don't need to do it to please you no right no. so if their bodies are healthy then they're fine you just need to leave them alone and stop the the whole um, i think the whole fat phobia does make sense you know there is a lot of internalized fat phobia that we all have like mm. internalized racism and like internalized mm. homophobia all of that cuz in all our cultures uh, especially here in india we've sort of gotten it in subtle hints in our childhood you know like mm-hmm. being fat is wrong and being dark is wrong and mm-hmm. you know obviously being gay is wrong and stuff mm. like that so even though later on it might get better and your families are not like throwing it in your face or anything mm-hmm. you already kind of absorbed it you know mm-hmm. and it's in your mind already so you kind of start seeing fat 
uh, bodies in a way that oh my god something's definitely wrong with them because that's the easiest excuse instead of shaming them you can yeah. just say they're unhealthy yeah and you you, you which you is the same thing actually yeah. yeah it's the same thing like shut up no one asked you like you know if i'm unhealthy i would probably know again thank you like we we have to have more people like you who are willing <laughs> to be like you. that screw the status quo everybody's beautiful don't hurt anyone don't hurt yourself and yeah just live life it's like, actually simple you know if all of us just learned these simple things mm-hmm. i think all our lives would be better mm-hmm. but it's just something that is so hard for people to get like stop making judgmental comments on people why is that so hard to get like why can't you just shut up that's so easy to not like don't say anything that's it yeah sure. why is it so hard for you to just you know point out like everything about a person as soon yeah. as they come something about their weight something about something you don't need to do that just keep quiet exactly. think it in your head maybe but don't say it out loud <laughs> exactly it's not every day your 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 opinion Yeah. You know, it's really not everyday your opinion. But like, yeah. Um let's let's, let's go into a little bit about like your equipment. Mm-hmm. Um which camera do you use? Um what lenses do you use? Uh you said you use photo you you learned how to you taught yourself and you learned how to use Photoshop. Are there any other editing um mm. softwares or anything else like that? Like, yeah. So I um I have two cameras one is my first camera that I ever got which was around like 16 um which was a Canon 60D which was a DSLR but not like a full frame DSLR mm-hmm. and I still use that for um uh, most of my shoots actually mm-hmm. because it's it's just uh, I don't know I just can't get tired of it it's just something I can't let go of for some reason and Um I like shooting with a lot of wide lenses. I don't like um again like I like like a lot of distortion and stuff like that. So I use a 1024 usually to shoot. Most of my pictures are shot on that. And I have a Nikon full frame which is um a newer uh camera which which has obviously better quality and better features than that camera. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't use it as much honestly. I use it for mostly like, you know, if it if it's required, like if it's a print shoot or something, then this would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh but this also I use it with a wide angle usually because like a 2470 or something will give me a lot of cool distortions and you know, great perspective and angles and stuff. Mhm. Um but yeah and I use my phone also a lot because now again the the new iPhones have wide angles on them so mm-hmm. that was a reason for me to go a bit crazy yeah uh, <laughs> so I use all of these and I'm even a bit of polaroids here and there so mm-hmm. um these are my main I use my 60D and my phone a lot yeah um apart from that softwares I think I mainly used to only use Photoshop at some point and then I started using Lightroom a lot mm-hmm. instead of Photoshop because then you can mass edit a lot of pictures very easily mm-hmm. but uh, now I use uh, Procreate more because I use uh, my iPad I just got an iPad uh, mm-hmm. very recently to sit and uh, use that to create more um, mixed media work because mm-hmm. i like uh, i like sketching on my pictures and stuff like mm-hmm. uh, i do 
on many but i wanted to do it more easily because doing it on a uh, photoshop was not as easy uh, through a tab you know mm-hmm. i wanted to do it on the screen so i bought an ipad and a pencil to do that recently mm-hmm. so i've been editing all my pictures uh, from the last shoot that you would have seen on just on that uh, procreate mm-hmm. so now i'm using only procreate to figure out i still use photoshop um, of course but right now i'm just experimenting with procreate and a lot of uh, more more of illustrations and artwork uh, rather than just um, uh, lightroom and photoshop nice okay um fun question if you could only use one lens for the rest of your life <laughs> I think I already do that so I'll I'm just going to go with the 1024 I literally only use that lens if I could use it all the time I would just use it all the time you just use it all the time it's it's see? not meant for fashion it's actually yeah. meant for landscapes because it gives a whole wide perspective of everything yeah. but I just love it so much and the distortion is so good and yeah. um you you need to get used to using it because it's very wide uh-huh. but after i got got a hang of it i just couldn't stop using it it was like oh my god it makes all my pictures look insane i have to use this <laughs> nice nah i love that <laughs> very like very quick to it other people are like oh but why am i not that pick what no no i can i'll use that lens for that. i mean of course i'll need a normal lens maybe to get like close ups and stuff mm-hmm. but you know it's fine <laughs> i can do without you can do without yeah yeah Um you spoke about like you know the creative scene in Bombay mm-hmm. which um how is that is that is have you found like you know it's it's the best for you mm-hmm. um you're probably going to stay there for quite a long time or do you think you know as as you grow and as you mature mm-hmm. you're probably going to you know um cast your net wider yeah Um so Bombay is the most uh, creative place I think in India for a creative to be in. Um mm-hmm. also work wise you know you get a lot of opportunities here. It's mm-hmm. equally hard though. Mm-hmm. Um because there are a lot of people with a lot of talent at the same place. Um so it is hard to obviously get a lot of work as a freelancer etc but it's also the place where you meet a lot of artists and people who understand your work that's what i mm-hmm. needed you know in bangalore and stuff i wasn't finding too many people who understood what i was doing and i needed to be in a space where they do and mm-hmm. after i came to bombay was when people started really um understanding what i'm doing like okay this is this is her style this is how she works that's cool it's different but it's nice mm-hmm. you know before i was only getting like oh it's different but yeah. we're not understanding you know so here is where you get a lot of different perspectives i also gotten to meet a lot of people that i've learned from here um whatever it may be like you know just maybe their style or the way they work or anything So Bombay gives you like uh, gives you that exposure to meet a lot of people that might uh, be on the same like plane as you when it comes mm-hmm. to these things. And um I like Bombay. I definitely like Bombay because I don't uh, I don't uh, resonate with my actual hometown anymore like I would I only go back there to meet my friends. Mm-hmm. Um but i think even from bombay i think eventually i do want to get out of india at some point and mm-hmm. um work in a place where creativity is fully embraced you know 
Mm-hmm. Because even in a place like Bombay, my creativity sometimes does still become too much. Yeah. You know, and they still uh, there's still a cap on that. You know. Mm-hmm. and uh, the kind of jobs that i get are not like obviously uh where i can fully be creative or anything because there are there are a few things that these people expect etc mm-hmm. but i i i would ideally like to move to a place where um creativity does not have that gap you know yeah. and you are fully uh my work can be fully uh, like i can evolve there yeah I have evolved here of course it's been my third year and I've evolved as a person and in my art mm-hmm. but I just like to also uh, get uh, get a lot of clients who will also you know embrace that yeah yeah no, yeah it will happen it will happen I, I and I know it will cuz like I said your work is very it it's it's fresh and it's thank um, you in a, in a lane where i feel like everybody and their cousin is now an activist <laughs> but like <laughs> from time to time you do get the gems and you're like you know what this person deserves this person deserves this mantle other people i you can just tell that you know it's a wave yeah they, they're going to be yeah, an activism is hard it's not actually mm. easy you know because because of my activism um for example i can't take uh, every work that comes my way cuz then mm. i'm not staying true to my activism mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i do have to say no to things that are against my activist you know yeah. general ideals yeah. and that's just me as a person but you know general activism works that way like you can't go against your activism and do something yeah so it's not easy and also like uh, activism in general whether commercially or not like standing up for a cause over and over again is uh, is is not as easy as it looks mm-hmm. and you do have to um, as any activist is trying to do they're trying to raise awareness they're trying to maybe teach people a different perspective whatever mm-hmm. so it's very hard and frustrating because it doesn't happen quickly mm-hmm. you know it takes really slow steps especially in india and stuff it's very it's baby steps but you have to keep at it you have to keep telling yourself that you are at least helping one person not two people you know just do it just keep going just yeah and it's it's not easy to be an activist but i think at the end of the day when you um like you for example are um complimenting me on what i'm doing that mm. it kind of helps me motivate myself to do more yeah keep doing it honestly keep doing it <laughs> Thank you. if you feel like oh i can't do so just miss and i'll be like do it <laughs> <laughs> i i might just take you up on that <laughs> but like yeah so being an activist and a photographer mm-hmm. and a model and a lover of fashion and design yeah you probably collaborate quite a bit i would suspect yeah i love collaborating like yeah. i think collaborating as an artist is the only way you can like learn new things and grow 100% yeah 100% um yeah so how do, how does posh artist and the person mm-hmm. and the activist and the whole being Mm-hmm. her creative voice um in it all cuz mm. you know working with other artists can be quite hard cuz half the time you know egos do get involved feelings can get hurt um, yeah somebody's energy might just switch cuz maybe they've just seen something and they're like oh no I can't do this so how do you keep yourself motivated in these collaborations keep the other person you know going but also yeah. stay true to what you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah that can definitely be hard when you're working with different artists because you know everyone wants a space and everyone wants to be the one with the bigger space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i don't like bringing egos and pride and stuff into it mm-hmm. art is art and if someone wants to take the lead they can if it's mm-hmm. making sense with what we're doing of course mm-hmm. if it um, if it doesn't make sense then i'm mostly going to just be honest about it yeah. but um, i'm okay with other people taking the lead i'm okay to like you know do it as an actual collaboration where everyone has a voice everyone has you know like a space that they can claim and do their thing you know because mm-hmm. that's what a collaboration is multiple artists or whatever coming together to showcase all of their you know talents mm-hmm. but i think any anyone right now who wants to collaborate with me knows the kind of work i want to do i'm not going to be doing something super simple or you know like something that you would have already probably like they have already done or something cuz yeah. i can't do simple shoots even if i want to which is actually not a good thing yeah. many times but um i can't actually do it so i yeah. have to do like these something creative has to come with it and i'll probably like you know make it a draw on it or like do something on it and yeah. i think most people who know like who work with me know that already so they're like okay um she's anyway going to do something crazy so it's fine yeah. but even if they don't uh, you know i make it a point to tell them like i hope you know that this is the way we're going with the shoot let me know if you're not okay i'm okay to like compromise and figure out what to do but i can't just do a plain shoot and just like you know that's not how it, i can't do it yeah and uh, but yeah i think it's uh, the only way i think i like to work as a collaborative artist or an artist in general is just uh, don't bring your egos and stuff in between it and then it kind of ruins the whole artistic point of it you know yeah, yeah. as art we're trying to bring in good energy and just put it all together and create this massive amazing piece of art mm-hmm. you know and i like connecting with people a lot and just meeting new people mm-hmm. so it's going to get ruined if you bring your ego in between that and be like i want to be the only one in need and you know blah 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 so yeah i don't like doing that so mostly i if i see that in a collaborator that i'm probably going to step back or maybe if i if i see bad energy i don't like going mm-hmm. on with anything you know cuz there's no point in it yeah it's probably going to ruin the whole process and um, it's not the person's fault they have their own things to deal with that's totally cool Mm-hmm. but i don't need to put myself into that energy yeah so i'll probably just step back and be like you know maybe it's better you work with someone else or something but most of my collaborations go really well cuz like we bring in equal amount of good energy and you know if there is a need to um like have a lead or whatever we just take we just see who works best for it yeah yeah 100% um the current climate around the world is very um yeah <laughs> it's fucked yeah it's just it's fucked very, with yeah. the right word <laughs> and if, in, like i don't even think anybody can be like oh yeah, you know it's okay like no we, we we've got to that point where it's just like you know what what do we 20, even say yeah 2021 anymore. like bring it on i'm done yeah But, yeah um, at the same time as it's been very like you know pressure cooker type situation It's been mm. like the perfect time for creatives because yeah. you get to not have to concentrate on if it, if your creativity is your side hustle it's now mm. your like for the last 6 months maybe even to the next year it's your full time hustle it's um, yeah you know yeah. so how have you kind of navigated 
you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. I know in India it's been quite like, you know, up and down, scary moments, like all these types of situations from what I've seen in the news. Yeah. Um, but how have you kind of navigated all of that? And also just in general, post-COVID, how did you kind of, what did you do to get yourself out of a funk? You know, like, you've already lived a life of, you know, highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So how do you, you know, when, you, when you're feeling a little bit insecure, what is it? Did you, did you run a bubble bath or did you go for a walk? Like, do you meditate? Yeah. What, what do you do to kind of shut off? Mm. but also in the in the moments where you can't shut up because you know the world is kind of going through it what do yeah. you do to kind of you know cope through all of that as well so uh, in india covid is still not in a good place we're still mm. like uh, battling it's now we've reached number two in the world so mm. um it's still quite bad it's as bad as america now Mm. Um, and the problem with uh, India is the healthcare is so fucked right now that um, it's only going to get worse and mm-hmm. our governments are not particularly paying uh, too much attention on getting uh, all of this fixed mm-hmm. their their agendas are completely different right now mm-hmm. so um, we're still in that funk I think but what I uh, at the start of this because there was a there was a strict lockdown in India for I think two three months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I stay alone so I was in lockdown for three months without seeing anyone oh no and uh, no it was not as bad um, yeah I just had to do uh, uh, I had a lot of things to do around the house by myself and cook yeah. for myself and do everything by myself which yeah. um even though I've lived alone for a while, I still had someone to help me with the cleaning and cooking. Yeah. Which um, which was good for me to learn, honestly. So it's good that I got that opportunity to do it. Yeah. But um, through that whole time, because I'm not the kind of person who needs company all the time. I've gotten, uh, in the last few years, I really like solitude and staying by myself and figuring out shit. Like, you know, just me mm. and Netflix at the end of the day seems yeah. like a perfect match, you know. Yeah. Um, so we, I was okay with not meeting people, but then you know it's it's everything, right? Because right now the world is crumbling literally mm-hmm. around you. Yeah. You're reading absolute devastating news every day, and then there's this stupid virus around, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do exactly? Mm-hmm. And the whole city, the whole country is on a lockdown. There's no nothing. You can't even. Um, get out and do anything. We weren't even allowed to get out of our buildings at that point. Oh wow. So, um, I just uh, figured if I can't go anywhere outside, I'm just gonna go dig deep inside and figure Mm. out all the shit that I need to, um, Mm -hmm. that I've been putting off possibly. Mm -hmm. And also the same way on um, my creativity and other projects, you know, I'm sure I've uh, Put out uh, like a lot of things that I didn't couldn't find time to do, didn't mm-hmm. have time to think. Um, also, just rest because we forget to rest. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna do all of those things. So I just made a rough list of things that I could do through the through these times, and I just sort of uh, sat and went through it. Most of it was a lot of like inner, you know, like just dealing with a lot of shit, like my sexuality and stuff i came out in may so uh, congratulations thank you i through the through the lockdown i had the 
absolute opportunity of solitude right so i think uh, my head was completely where it needed to be and i you know it was time for me to just stop questioning myself so much mm-hmm. and just been like okay fuck it i can't do this and then yeah in may i was finally like okay everyone always knew i was not straight but you know i just like i needed to know that myself yeah 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 so i was like okay this is given me enough clarity now i've been like going back and forth for so long so this is it's just absolute time to do it mm-hmm. but um, yeah so stuff like that really helped me you know learn a lot of things about me plus I learned to cope with it like you said I do a lot of these uh, I call it rituals but they're just mainly mm. routines that mm. uh, uh I think help me keep my uh, mental health uh, healthy mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I also suffer from anxiety so anxiety mm-hmm. in a pandemic is the worst combination on this mm-hmm. planet mm-hmm. literally like you will panic for the stupidest things but you can't control it because well that's how anxiety works exactly fucking hell so um yeah so i just do these routines where you know meditation is part of it but uh, for me meditation just involves a lot of deep breathing and visualizing something that really does make me happy you know mm-hmm. so i just want to reach a peaceful space for at least 5 to 10 minutes in a day mm-hmm. before i start my day because i mean the world is so chaotic you can't find that peace in the real world mm-hmm. um I want to at least start with it. So meditating, journaling, also like uh, just keeping a good sleep routine, waking up at a decent time, just having a day routine in the se- the same way how I don't plan my shoots. Mm-hmm. I don't really plan my day out and be like I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. But in my head there's a rough idea on what I have to do and I I like keeping that going yeah on days where my mental health is bad i just turn it off and i'm like that's it i'm lying on the couch and netflixing fuck this yeah because that's necessary also you can't keep up uh, you can't just keep forcing yourself to yeah. be doing something but yeah i think the main uh, the pandemic has been quite uh, in a way uh, awakened a lot of people because we've realized how fucked up we were living our lives exactly. and it's time to make that change and a lot of people i know have made some changes in their lives mm-hmm. also i think it it was a great time to get to know yourself and do a lot of things you know mm-hmm. it's obviously really sad that lives are being lost and this this shit situation going on yeah but also you have to see the other side of it yeah 100% and i think you know i i'm so excited the next 10 years yeah because all these creatives have always had yeah literally 6 7 months yeah of, okay it's me myself so, like you know in your case me with my mom but yeah. like you, you all you had is time yeah and like okay it's like okay well what if i come out of this and i don't have my job <laughs> when yeah. i come out of this so what yeah. the hell am i going to do i can't yeah. keep, i wasn't happy in my job so how how can i make sure that the the next phase of my life i'm not going to be unhappy because yeah you know that's what that's what covid taught me yeah you know like it's like life is too short anyway 2019 was a shit fest in its own right but then 2020 i had like oh it's 2020 vision eh. and then like covid <laughs> happened and i was like okay so what are you actually doing with your life grit like yeah. you can't keep working for somebody else because you know you don't like it yeah. you know you you and you've got all this creative energy but you're you're wasting it so mm. what so if that was just me 
yeah. I can't wait to see what you do. I can't wait to see what you know the the next creative does because it's just like wow. Yeah. You're right. Time. Since we had so much time for me, I've already I think um, sort of elevated my style already. Mm. It's become more of what I wanted it to be, and I mm. uh, had. Uh, the chance to do that during this covid situation mm-hmm. um so there's a there's not a difference in my style it's just that it's i feel it's become better and i know a lot more uh, a few of my friends said the same thing that you know your recent shoot really does like like you know take it up like 10 notches from what you used to do before and i was mm-hmm. like really you're seeing that that's great because that's what i tried doing yeah um so that's for me as an artist i think i've already done that i've also um i myself i'm quite excited to see what like you know comes out of all of this because i know there is a i firmly believe that every fucked up situation has a reason for it and yeah. a positive reason at that or mm-hmm. a learning reason at that mm-hmm. and i think uh, as much as people are saying that you know 2020 is the worst year in my opinion it's really not Mm-hmm. it's uh it's a it's a time for us to reflect you know shit has to happen for us to reflect yeah you know when things were all bright and shiny no one sat and questioned their lives yeah so exactly. you you needed something like this to happen to see that you know life is precious uh, we're doing fucked up shit we need to maybe stop these things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's a great way uh, in a way universally i think 2020 is just restarting a lot of things for mm-hmm. us and we we've all paused our lives for a long time now so it yeah. is um, it is technically what it's actually doing yeah but i think it's a good opportunity for us all to see i mean yeah there are a lot of underprivileged people just not having it at this point and mm-hmm. it's very sad to see but you know the the divide is not something that can be uh what's the word for it like cured now mm. you know you can't uh, you can't fix that during a pandemic mm. hopefully after the pandemic we notice the huge divide that we yeah. created and we kind of yeah make moves to fix it but you're so right we kind of have to you kind of have to walk through Yeah. The 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 the, the war zone to get You just have end. to it's like yeah. survival of the fittest um and also figuring out ways to figure your shit out and at the end of it I think there's a whole collective awakening happening okay there are a lot of people in different parts of the world awakening to the same thing that I'm sitting here and doing you know mm-hmm. so there is a collective awakening happening which was needed because we were becoming ignorant self selfish zombies you know mm-hmm. we were just becoming something that people just we just take everything and we don't want to give back we don't mm-hmm. want to help everyone we just want to make it all about us mm-hmm. and i think covid came and struck us in a way that uh, we can't make it all about us now yeah yeah um how do you navigate socials i know you 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 started off on facebook Yeah. And then that with the when the pages were starting and that then evolved to um is it Facebook TV now? And then there's Instagram, there's IGTV, there's IG Reels, there's Stories. I yeah. think Twitter's trying to drop something new. There's TikTok, Snapchat, yo, Jesus. It's a lot. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. And like um you know as a as a photographer The, all mm. those realms kind of fit into you can you can drop something on that 
Yeah. So how do you kind of navigate that? How do you do you have like a set schedule where you're like, okay, <laughs> you must you, you do your whole um uh, social media posts and then you just <laughs> schedule them to just go out. <laughs> I um so social media has been great for me because that's been a way for me to showcase my art since the beginning. So I liked it until it got a got this this whole toxic shit hole that it's become right now mm-hmm. um i liked it up up until then you know where everyone used to be able to share work and you know you get to see different work and just just have fun with it and also get you know you get work opportunities from instagram and stuff mm-hmm. like that which is lovely it's still happening but right now i think um Unfortunately all social media platforms are not exactly the healthiest places to be in. Yep. And um <laughs> it's just uh true and we're all addicted to it at the same time so it's like what the fuck am I doing? And yeah. why am I doing this? Uh when you know it's toxic, you know like why are you doing this? But that's why I have only one thing that I do right now. I only am on Instagram because it's enough of mm. um like it's tiring enough for me <laughs> i don't want to be on different apps yeah. and uh completely ruin my life exactly <laughs> but <laughs> just ruining it the right amount right now exactly but um yeah like it's there are still such great things that go with it i get to showcase and you know like you approached me on found me on instagram mm. so um there are a lot of uh, people i meet on instagram and like i get to see other artists work it's such a lovely place but i think it's just gotten too fucked right now it's become a toxic place where mm. people just think they're entitled to say and do whatever the hell they want mm. and that's not activism there's a huge difference yeah and people think I and mean, anyone just yelling at someone else is you know they're standing up for something that's right no you're just being an asshole there's exactly. a difference you just scream and shut up <laughs> yeah so it's really sad that it's become that place because i don't know how it got here honestly it was it's not like we um my profile was always public and every most of the people always had you know you could see each other's profiles anyway and everything mm-hmm. it was so nice and safe at some point and now it's just become this whole you know you're just like is it really worth it should yeah. i put this out should i put that out yeah. you know it's 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 quite fucked and then now instagram and other social media platforms are ruled by algorithms so yeah. even if you are the best artist and you're doing your best mm. you could still get fucked by the algorithm and then you'll question yourself instead yeah. of the app exactly so it's really toxic in multiple ways not just one yeah so i try myself to disassociate um my you know like worth and my work through these platforms mm-hmm. um and i've never really cared about numbers as such mm-hmm. like i like people seeing my work and appreciating it which for me is like oh they're understanding it that's mm-hmm. it um yeah. i don't really care for how many likes and stuff mm-hmm. but you know when the whole when the whole algorithm works that way you know even when you don't want it it sometimes gets to you yeah you know and you're like Wait, why is this? You know, one of my best shoots is not doing well. Does that mean people don't like it? Does blah, blah blah? And then I need to be like, okay, just shut up. Like you did the shoot for yourself. You've done a great job. Just like, that's it. You yeah. know, let the numbers say whatever. Let it say whatever. Just fuck it. Just yeah. Just just do it. Just do it. Yeah. The right people will find it. Do you know what I mean? At yeah. The end of the day, that and that's the beauty yeah. of art. That's um, exactly what I tell myself. Yeah, exactly. Like, Joe, this art. 
I don't even understand this algorithm business. I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna put things on the page because you know, I would love people to hear these stories. So I yeah. need to kind of pick a platform to kind of. And I was like, you know what? I do like you know making little collages, so I'm just gonna do it on Instagram. Personally, yeah. like I, I can't, I can't get a grip of algor- the algorithm thing when like the strat- you have to have a strategy brand. I'm like this. Yeah, no, I don't know that either, honestly. Which is why, like, I never really like care for you know increasing my followers yeah. or increasing my engagement. I don't even know how to do it, and I'm not about to be paying people to do that. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> like, I just like no chance. <laughs> like, I'll use my money for something better, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, but I'm very much like okay. I think. If, if if ever I was to get successful, I'm definitely getting somebody to to deal with the social media because social it's a full time job. Yeah, it's really it's so only reason I control my social media uh, and will continue probably is because um, I'm too anal about aesthetics <laughs> and yes. uh, my aesthetics are very important to me. So rather than torturing the person who probably have to uh, take care of it and just be like no this is not okay the grid is not okay delete it re-upload it do this i may as well just do it myself so i'll probably just be doing it myself but yeah it's not uh, it's not always fun it's um and you know as being an activist i also have to sit and like you know address a lot of issues mm-hmm. heavy issues mm-hmm. and there's a lot of shit going on in this country mm-hmm. including including the US because I do like addressing what uh, our uh, beautiful president there is doing as oh, well gosh, don't um, <laughs> that's a whole and, podcast <laughs> yeah that's a whole other podcast but yeah I, I do like uh, talking because I mean politics are directly related to everything you know you're, we're not children anymore where we think a political is being like you're away from it mm, mm. it's not that anymore politics yeah. are affecting every one of us and the elected governments are affecting every one of us yeah so as an activist i do i especially in india and the us as well like mm. i think the same situations are happening in both countries side by side now mm-hmm. um same same kind of shit happening same discriminations it's it's insane yeah and i can't sit quiet through that like fuck no no so um i do have to take and talk about it but yeah like i said it's it's not uh, it's not fun um you know it's still it's still heavy it's a heavy subject you have to instagram in general is a heavy su- subject these days yeah so Uh-oh. social media is not fun anymore it's i wish fun. i could go back to facebook days yeah. that was a fun time oh you know what <laughs> like twitter like i joined twitter in 2009 and it was such a blissful time yeah you know, people just generally like they didn't really know what was happening so it was like you know a lot of jokes Vines. Yeah. Vines. So all the funny oh, wow. vines. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. Like it was a fun place to be around. And then I don't know what happened. I think twenty twenty ten happened. And yeah. All of a sudden, this whole toxic brigade just came up, and like now every single day you're having to put yourself through emotional trauma like you've lit mental trauma literally emotional yeah. and mental yeah. trauma Every and social day. media is very directly related to people's mental health like yes. even me on days of high anxiety i cannot be on that app i have to mm-hmm. get off it because you know something or the other is going to trigger you there yes. um and why put yourself through it but at the same time you have to be on it you're also like side by side like programmed yes. to be on it 
so yeah. it's it's a fucked up situation because instagram and facebook and every all of these apps mm-hmm. were fun at the point you mm-hmm. know all of us had fun with it we posted whatever the fuck we wanted and it got 10 likes or 15 likes you were like oh my god oh my yay god, we're yeah. famous <laughs> and now if you get 10 likes you're like fuck what did i do like yeah. you know how do i mean the whole the whole change has been so fucked and instagram and you know since facebook owns everything now it's basically changing the algorithms in so many ways that mm. creators are getting fucked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, as a creator i think the best thing you can do is just disassoci- disassociate yourself from the numbers it's exactly. just something you have to do because if you rely on the numbers and the comments and the followers you're not going to like be too happy honestly exactly. it's it's going to affect your mental health you're it's going to affect your work you're probably going to doubt yourself a lot mm-hmm. and i see a lot of people doing that so it's it's quite sad that it's come to this yeah 100% um yeah. in in life in your in your life have you received any good advice creatively or not that you mm. has has shaped your view on life um your view on your creativity the view of your view on and just everything your being and like every time you know you're feeling a bit like oh you know this this photography thing might not have been a good idea like you kind of go back to that quote or you go back to that advice and be like you know what you can do this come on bro yeah um i do I do remember reading I can't remember where I read it or who if someone told me or something but I basically um read this quote uh on how you can being uh, yourself in a world that doesn't want you to be is like the most courageous thing you can do mm. and every time I as a person I was not able to express myself for the longest time mm-hmm. and once I was ill I just like I was like you know fuck this I'm going to do exactly what I want fuck the people who think I'm not the perfect body type or like the perfect whatever I'm just mm. going to wear what I want do what I want mm-hmm. and when it came to my art as well so I think taking risks in a way just doing what you feel like cuz nothing can actually go that wrong if something goes wrong you can just stop and do something else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know but i think it's uh, it's important to realize that the world that we live in does not exactly want the best for us so we need the we need to do that ourselves mm-hmm. and sort of motivate yourself to do and be exactly who you are and that might just be something very different from other people but that's okay yeah you know and that's something no one told me and before like i reached this place and i don't know how or where i read this but i think it just uh, it just helped me realize that no matter what i do i can fully be myself if it goes bad it goes bad if it goes well it goes well it goes well yeah yeah i love that yeah Um would you advise a younger you anything and do you think a good thing to say to to younger like girls you mm-hmm. can be a creative you can mm-hmm. be a photographer um and what like yeah what's your advice to the 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 younger girls who who want to be creative but they may not allowed or they may not see themselves in that field. I think everyone is literally creative it's just that we don't know. 
and were not encouraged to maybe embrace it or like bring it out but we can be anything we want to be honestly like literally anything because i as a young child always wanted to be a model and i literally you know would laugh at me even thinking that i could be a model someday because i'd be like who the fuck would want to shoot me you know at that point and i've i've already done ads and you know campaigns where i was a model and for me even now it's a big deal cuz i'm like damn i didn't think this was ever going to happen because you know younger rosh was like um, yeah i want to be a model but you know it's just a fantasy it's never going to come true yeah but it came true i've done actual campaigns where i'm a model so it was insane and i didn't fit the right body type i didn't fit the right standard of beauty i had colored hair and piercings and tattoos and everything mm-hmm. but i still got to do that so it's not you can honestly be anything you want to fucking be i feel like if you manifest it and you just genuinely put all your energy to it mm-hmm. and maybe just embracing yourself is the first step you know embrace all parts of you and then eventually you will reach wherever your soul is meant to yeah 100% um what's the one song you have on repeat oh um i think so i like a lot of pop and rap and hip hop because both of those are what i grew up on yeah but i think whenever i need when i'm a, i'm down and i need a pick me up i need to yeah. play like give me more by britney spears <laughs> Nice, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I just need to start like that, you know. And then, as soon as she says it's Britney, bitch, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm back. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Britney is, yeah, she is a staple. I, I would love to talk to Britney because I think, you know, she is literally amazing. I love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you have your dinner with? Oh, okay. Obviously, I'm gonna say Andy is one. Don't judge. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe Rihanna as the second because yeah. um, she's a fascinating person. Yeah. This is all on the top of my head. If I got to think this through, it'd probably be a different list. But <laughs> but the third would probably be. This one is, I think, David Lachapelle, because I so look up to his work that I just want to get into his head for like during a dinner and just find out how the fuck he did this. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Popcorn or chocolate? Popcorn. I hate chocolate. I don't like it much, honestly. <laughs> popcorn is the best. I love popcorn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Singing or dancing? Both. Both, Ooh. definitely both. I mean, I can't sing. I'm not saying I can sing, yeah. but I can pretend like I know how to sing. <laughs> nice, black or white. Hmm. I would. I I think black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. Black. Black is black. Should just be a way of life. Like black clothes. Yeah. Black aesthetic. Just black. Just just. It's so matte, shiny. It works. It, it goes with everything also yeah. you know you can just add a bunch of shit over the black also exactly exactly um rosh honestly no thank you for doing this um before you go mm-hmm. let um and you let the people know where to find your work find you yeah. on on social 
Yeah. What would you like when it's all said and done? Mm-hmm. What would you like your legacy? And when people are now looking at your work the same way you look at Angie's work. Yeah. What is that feeling that you hope might just, you know, your work will evoke? Something like how I see Andy, you know, I see his work and I'm like he was he did something very different and was celebrated for it. Mm. And uh, he didn't give a fuck, he just went along with it. And I want to be celebrated for that as well because I have I put in all of my um myself into all of my work, you know, because it does truly embrace me, which is why I can't do some types of work because it doesn't resonate with me yeah but also as someone who you know kind of helped um, a greater cause of mm-hmm. some sort mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. yeah it will yeah it will happen that's that's what they'll get yeah um, yeah so let the people know where to find you and if they're ever in um, Mumbai or Bombay where can they get the, your work or see your work honestly right now instagram um is where i usually do all, most of it i'm planning on starting a youtube but that's going to happen in maybe the next few days so for now Ooh, it's yeah exclusive <laughs> oh, i need to uh, have a sound button <laughs> <laughs> So it's Rosh93 on Instagram now and I'll probably keep it something similar on YouTube. Um I've not yet made anything but it's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. So that is uh that is an exclusive actually I've not really said it anywhere else. <laughs> but uh we're starting YouTube mainly because I think um for activism and stuff it makes more sense to have videos. Mm. So awesome. I'll be um I'll be getting onto YouTube soon but otherwise yeah if you're in Bombay you're a creative or just you want to just hang and you're a cool person hit me up and I'll probably actually reply. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Honestly, um you're a great person. I'm so grateful that you did this. Thank um, you. Yeah, have a great rest of your day. Thank um, you. This was lovely. I actually had a great time. This awesome. was such a good podcast that I got to talk about everything I like. So this was yeah. this was amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Alright, then Rosh. Bye, Han. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Please follow us on Instagram at Masaband Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think of the show.